Hello and welcome to episode 100. Can you believe it? Thank you so much for being here. That is 100 episodes of this podcast, and I'm so happy that you've come along this journey. Now, if you're listening and you've never, ever rated or reviewed the show, please do that because that that would be absolutely awesome. I'd absolutely love that. Now, I wanted to kick off today's 100th episode with our newly branded name, Studio Biz and all that jazz with the topic of rebranding. Now, you may have noticed in the last couple of episodes, I've been very focused on reimagining the vision for my business and life. And I wanted to inspire you to think about how you could make changes in your business and life. Now, I have many clients that talk to me about rebranding programs, offerings, or even sometimes their entire studio business. So we're going to talk about that today. We are going to talk about the topic of how to smoothly rebrand your studio programs or business and the top three things to consider when you rebrand. Okay, let's kick it with the new studio biz and all that jazz. This is my new intro, everyone. Check it out. Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine Langcuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information, and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer and talent manager, as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama and dance. Ten years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. As your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk studio biz and all that jazz. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening on episode 100, thank you for joining us. If you've been here a while, thank you so much for continuing to support the show. It is the listenership that keeps the momentum going And it really is, you know, something so special that I can connect with you, share my experience and help you grow your studio and business in the direction of your dreams, because that's what it's about. I want you to have a happy, healthy business, which fuels your life, you know, and that's what that's what I'm really so excited to share with you. And moving forward from episode 100, uh, if you've listened to any of the past episodes or you notice something different, especially if you're new to this space and didn't listen to last week's announcement. Um, just note that the show used to be called Business Arts and All That Jazz. And as of today, episode 100, it's now called Studio Biz and All That Jazz. And there we go. So now we're going to talk about rebranding. And again, like I said in the intro, it's really interesting because I've had 
clients say to me before that they don't love their name, like as in their business name, or they're unhappy with the way they've structured their programs or the age groups or their offerings. And instead of changing it, reimagining the vision or rebranding, there's a little bit of fear involved in that. And so what they end up doing is essentially not taking any action. Now, I totally get that because with a rebrand comes some, you know, tasks and potential complications or things that you need to think about. Like you need to, you need to be in the zone to do it. But what I do know is that from my own experience with rebranding, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the current rebrand of my podcast, but more so the rebranding of my studio in the past, the reworking of my programming and how it's structured and the offers that I have in my studio, what I know is that there are three core things that you really need to be uh, considering and you need to be across when you look at changing it up. So even uh, recently in a Facebook group, I noticed in a studio and a Facebook group, someone was talking about how they wanted to, to change the way they offered their programs. Um, so in, in, in a sense, they were talking about, oh, you know, we want it to be this age group, not that age group, but we've already, already started this way. I've also seen people talking about pricing structures and models and how they are like, oh, I don't know if, if we bundle it this way. Does that mean we've changed the offer? So we're going to talk about all of that as well. Because what I think is you need to go with what you feel good providing. So yes, we want to listen to the customer. We want to give them what they need and desire, but we also need it to align with what we want for our own selves and how we want to present our business into the world. And firstly, the thing I will say that people are most scared of is if they change something that the people, the students, the clients will run away and that they won't want to come back. So for example, if you change a program style or name, you're scared that people are going to not like the change and run away. If you change a branding of an entire studio, people are scared that you're going to, you know, potentially scare away new your current clients because there's things involved in that. So let's break it down. The first thing to consider whenever you're going through a rebrand is time. So don't underestimate the time that is involved with a rebrand. So we're going to talk about time, cost, and clear communication, by the way. They're the three points. So number one being time. So the time involved is not just um, you know, creating the, the changes like, oh, we need a new sign or blah, blah. You need to actually create a full checklist and you need to say, right, how long will this take in reality to make these changes? For example, if you're rebranding your name, you may need a new logo. You may need new signage. You may need to order new uniform stock, uh, new flyers, new website, you know, like it's, it's definitely a task at hand, but those things are going to mean that you need to dedicate time to the change. Or if you're delegating that someone else is going to take time to make that happen. Don't leave it too tight. Like make sure that you've left yourself a reasonable buffer so that you're living in reality because the last thing you want to do is make a rebranding highly stressful 
That's not what you want. You want it to be a smooth transition. So the first thing I would say is absolutely create a checklist of all the tasks and things that need to be done in order for the rebrand to happen. So, and in, and then create columns. So the first column I would put is time as in, is that going to be a one month thing? Like, let's say you want to trademark it. Like how long will that take? You've got to do the application and then wait for the approval, whatever. I'm just, I'm just giving you some ideas, some spitballing here. But the point is what time will that require? creating a new logo. You might need to engage with a graphic designer and have them come back and forth to design the new logo. That in itself might take you a couple of weeks. You've got things that could overlap in the timeline, but things that may be too intense that you wouldn't want to overlap. You know, so ordering new uniforms, for example. So you'll need to contact your supplier, get the logo to them. So you can't overlap that. You need the logo first, for example whatever. So those are just some different concepts and ideas that you need to consider. And also the website. I mean, you could do this in a month if you wanted to, but I guess the question is, do you want to, do you want to, um, put yourself in a pressure cooker and do it with such speed that it can be overwhelming? I know when I did my own personal rebranding, when I went from, um, my old studio name to my new studio name, there was quite a few elements involved. So the first thing I did was I had to reimagine what I wanted. So I thought about the, the new way forward. So for me, it was about moving away from being a dance studio to becoming a musical theater specialist. So I had to go over a complete overhaul because my programs changed. Like for example, we no longer offered ballet. Uh, so things like that. So we did a complete overhaul of all the programming. So the first thing I did was I wrote down what I imagined the business to look like. Um, and then I started going, right. So if I want to do that, then I need to say that these programs are no longer going to be offered and we're only offering X, Y, Z programs. Okay. When's the right time to roll that out? Well, I felt like the right time was, you know, at the beginning of a new year for that but I could start releasing some of the programs that I knew I wasn't going to carry on for in the new year. So for example, if you've got a ballet class with two people in it that runs in the red and you're not making any money from it, but you know, in five months, that ballet class isn't even going to exist. Can the ballet class, you know? So it's just about when you've made that decision and you've made a plan forward of what it's going to look like, you can start making those adjustments along the way to get to your final result, but you definitely need a timeline. So then we, you know, we had to order new uniforms and we had to let people know over the holidays that their new uniform was going to be required in the new year. We had to, we changed the logo, we changed the website. So I built, I built my, I built my own website. Um, but you know, you might engage someone for that. I'm not sure, but if you build your own website or engage someone, there's a time factor there. So, you know, the new branding, the new copy, the new images, all that stuff. And that's all fine. It's totally doable, but I did it over a transitional period. But for me, I rolled that out within a couple of months um, because I was so keen, but I started releasing things earlier because I knew it was coming. And I introduced a program and called it the name of what the studio was going to be. So 
um, musical makers ended up being a program within my old studio, but it ended up becoming that. So it was a total transition. And that's what I mean about writing a checklist and timelining it out so that you can get clear on the vision so that when you start moving across, you're not freaking people out. Like it's almost like it was coming. Yeah. And then you'll feel really confident and you'll feel super aligned to that. So yeah, the first thing to consider with a rebrand of anything, whether it be rebranding of your studio or a program structure is to consider the timeline, consider the time involved in the transition. All right. We are going to go for a very short break. uh, And then we're going to come back with the second uh, most important thing for a smooth rebranding, and that is cost. We're going to talk about the money and the things that you need to look out for straight after this. See you soon. Attention dance and performing arts studio owners and teachers. Are you looking for new program and service ideas or a fresh approach to engage your students? Do you want to learn innovative ways to improve the efficiency of your studio business, saving you much needed time and money? I'm excited to share with you an event that I have coming up that is set to help studio owners grow their business through fresh ideas, future thinking and innovation. You may have noticed a big shift in the way students and parents engage with us, as well as a change in student commitment and retention. You also may have felt the real pinch more recently when it comes to rising costs impacting our studio revenue and even more importantly, your profit margins. It's essential to move with the times and improve how we do things in our industry. So I would like to introduce to you an event called Studio Innovation Conference, and it is the future of performing arts studio businesses. Let's face it, this world is changing and we need to stay relevant to stay in business. It's happening on Friday, the 8th of September in Sydney, Australia, and all studio owners, teachers, and team are welcome to take part. Go online, grab your tickets, head to josephinelandcuba.com forward slash conference, and the link is in the show notes. See you at Studio Innovation Conference. Okay, welcome back. Let's talk about the cost involved in creating a smooth transition when it comes to rebranding your studio program or business. Now, when it comes to the cost of of rebranding a program structure, that's a little bit more simple because you're not having to title everything, but you definitely might want to register the name of the program so that as in register it as a business because you don't want other people to be able to use it. If you're really keen on having that as a really strong branding, unique part of your service. So if the rebranding of your program or programs is really unique and structured in a way that you don't want others to replicate, then think about registering them and making sure registering those names, making sure that others can't replicate it for sure. It may mean that you need to look at the cost of uh, scheduling the space, hiring space, potentially the cost to parents or families or students if they need to invest in anything to be a part of that program, like tap shoes, you know, like whatever. But you need to think about that as well. So just just note that there is potentially costs involved in rebranding a program structure, but not that many. The real cost comes in when you're rebranding a studio, because that's when you've got to do a complete overhaul. So 
for example, uh, some of the things that I came up against uh, when I did my rebrand. And by the way, I'm so glad I did and I would never regret it. I feel so aligned to it. It makes total sense to me. So I'm not here to deter you from it. I'm here to inform you of my experience so that you too can, you know, have these as considerations. But number one was if I'm going to change the name of my studio, um, then there's a cost involved in that. Firstly, I need to register the name. So I registered it. I also trademarked the name. Now that was a decision I made. So this is for anyone out there, even if you're not looking to rebrand, if you're trademarking, um, that is a cost, but I think it's totally worth it. Uh, just really protects your business. So, you know, I engaged with a trademark solicitor and they helped me do the application. And so now my studio name is trademarked and no one else can use it, which is really super awesome. Um, but you can also trademark things like logos and design and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, I just did the name to start with. Now, the cost of that is a cost, right? So registering the business name, registering the um, the trademark. The other thing I did was then I had to close down bank accounts, reopen bank accounts in the new name, even though, oh, that's probably more of a time thing rather. So I would put that on the time list. Like don't um, discount the fact that you may have to open up, you know, go to the bank and start that new process with bank accounts. So just considering that. Um, obviously always speak to your accountant about anything related to finances and accounting, but this is more just something that, you know, you can't have the wrong name on your business account, you know? So if that's what it is, you'd need to change it. Right. So all of that sort of stuff. Um, then the other costs involved were signage, marketing materials. So we had to recreate like any template marketing materials that we had, which might be just an administration cost, but still a cost staff uniforms. So we staff our uniforms. Um, we uniform our staff rather. So we had to replace all of that. Uh, we also had to, uh, spend money in the sense of uniform for the students. So we hold stock for basic stuff, not nothing like leotards and all that jazz. We get them to go and get their own for those sorts of things and their jazz shoes and all of that sort of thing. But we do stock our club shirts, so we had to restock that. There was a little bit of wastage, I have to admit. Um, From the old branding to the new branding, we had like a box of shirts that just didn't see the, you know, the light of day, unfortunately. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. So that was a little bit of a cost sink so they can go to charity or whatever. But, um, yeah, so there was a bit of a wastage there. And there will be some wastage. There's nothing you can do about that. If you have any printed materials, like we have welcome booklets, we have, you know, we had flyers, you might have business cards, which no one really uses much these days, but you get my point. Any printed materials will need to be changed. But that's not to say you have to remove everything straight away. So you might do a blitz sale at the end of it and say, guys, you know, if you want any memorabilia, yada, yada, you know, you'd be surprised what people buy. But the point is there is definitely a cost involved in that. Um, if you if you have your own premises and you have signage or even if you have a temporary premises, but you bring like an A-frame sign like that you pop up at venues or sort of, you know, laminated posters that you stick up or whatever, you're going to have to redo them. But signage on a building, that's different. Now, if you own your own space or you rent your own space, as in you have a commercial lease, then if your colors have changed, then you may, and you've painted all your walls were red before and now they've got to be blue 
then, you know, that's a cost too. So these are all the things, right? But you can be modular about it. Don't feel like you have to open your doors to be brand like brand new you. And even though that's super ideal and that's like amazing if you can, you could timeline it so that during the transition of the brand changeover, things are changing. So yes, you know, maybe the sign didn't change the first month. Maybe the sign changed in the second month. Again, we get it. It's not ideal, but you just inform people and you let them know. Maybe the walls are still red and not blue, you know? Um, and I say red walls and you're probably thinking, ew, who the heck would have a red wall? I did. My first brand was red and white. So our studio, I had a commercial lease at the time. Our studio was white walls with red feature walls and stuff like that. And the red feature walls had um, mirrors on them. So it broke up the red. It was actually quite cool. Um, But then when we changed over, obviously that all changes. So, you know, you've got to consider these things as well. Um, But for me, it was just worth it again, because I was totally aligned to it. Sometimes we find as well, when people take over a business from an old owner, they totally, they just take on what they bought and they don't rebrand because they're afraid that they, you know, will scare off the customers that were trusting the brand previously. I don't disagree with that. I think sometimes when you take over a new studio and you go in heavy with a rebrand, it's a risk. It doesn't mean it can't work. Of course it can. But of course, it's a risk. So basically, you know, there's some considerations to be made there. Um, So it may mean that you either come in guns blazing and going boom, boom, boom. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, rebrand from the get go or you're going to wait and transition across once they know, like and trust you. So that's something you need to consider. Sometimes we make decisions about a program name or we make decisions around, um, you know, the name of our studio or the logo or whatever when we first start and 10 years into the journey, we're just over it. And we're like, Oh my God, why did I choose a graffiti logo? And I hate it. Or why is my program called that? Like, I remember I was so excited about this program name and now, and then I just hated it. So I re redesigned my programming, um, for my preschool program. This was years ago. Now it's not called this anymore. Now we just call them mini stars. Um, which many people do, you know, whatever, but we have our mini stars, our rising stars and our all stars, which is our preschools, juniors and seniors. But, um, back then I had a program called itsy bitsy dance and I didn't even know what I was thinking. I hated it. I chose it when I first started, I registered it, got little logos done the whole bit. Like I was super into it. And then like, I think six months after I decided, I just didn't like it anymore. It was funny because my studio was actually called Next Move Studios. So Itsy Bitsy Dance made no sense to it at all. And then I ended up changing that preschool program into Little Movers, which made so much more sense because we were called Next Move Studios. So Little Movers made a lot of sense. Um, But yeah, and this is the evolution sometimes. And there was a cost involved in that because I always go in quite strong with an idea. Um, so I, you know, logoed and branded the name of my preschool program, itsy bitsy dance. And then I registered it and then I changed my mind and then I made it little movers and I did the same thing and then I changed it. And then, you know, so look, it's okay to change your mind is what I'm saying. And, and, you know, and there's a cost involved in change, but Hey, you know, it's something to consider. 
So those are things that can cost money for sure. Again, um, also training your staff and your team and your admin and anyone that does design or contractors or people you delegate to, you know, you're going to have to communicate that. So let's talk about point three, which is clear communication. So like I said, today we're talking about how to smoothly rebrand your studio programs or business. So number one, we talked about the time. So the time it takes in the timeline These are the things to consider for a smooth transition. Number two, we talked about considering the costs. So remember, I I said at the very beginning of this, create a spreadsheet, talk about all the tasks that are related to the rebrand and what you need to do. And then next to it, create a column with timeline, like when's the the goal date? When would would you need to start working on it? So write down the goal date and then the time you need to start working on it to achieve the goal. Um, It's also worth putting in who you need to contact. So, you know, like who's going to actually be managing that task. And these are things you can do in Trello boards, monday.com, all that stuff. But you can also just create a spreadsheet, you know, Um, and then the cost estimates involved. So then write the costs. Okay, if you need to repaint your studio, that's going to cost money. So just thinking about all this stuff. Okay. Um, now the third point being clear communication, This is key because you want to retain your students. You want to make sure that they are trusting the process, that they're a part of that process and that they're being communicated to. So what I'd recommend is firstly, to make it an announcement that's exciting. Don't come in going, oh, I'm really sorry, guys. I know you just bought your uniform, but we're going to... No, none of that stuff. It's got to be high level like excitement, energy, enthusiasm for the rebrand and share genuinely why. Like if you bought a business and you've changed and you want it to align with you and, you know, the new way forward, then be honest. If it's because, you know, you you created something 20 years ago and it just doesn't align with who you are today or how your studio has evolved and you want to change it, then be honest. So just um, clear communication is key to your customers, your clients and your students you know, share why you're doing it and not just a surface why, but a a genuine deep why. Um, It may be that you started off as I had a client once who started off as an acro studio and they had an act like acro in the name of their studio, but now they offer so much more and they feel like the name is limiting. But again, there's that fear of changing the name or the, the fear of the cost involved or the time or communicating that. But truly, if you if you do make that change, then it's actually more aligned to who you are and it makes sense to you and your clients. So clear communication is absolutely key. Now, does that mean that if someone just bought a uniform yesterday that they have to throw it in the bin and buy the new one tomorrow? I would say be compassionate to people who have just spent money in the last X, Y, Z months. Um, so let's say you might say if you have bought a uniform um, in the last six months, then, you know, you're, we're allowing um, all students of, you know, last year or that have enrolled over the last six months to slowly transition across to the new uniform, okay? We require everyone to be in the new, new uniform by this date and it might be six months in advance. So this is what I mean about it's all wonderful to say everyone's going to be dressed in purple on day one when we open the doors, but you also don't want to disgruntle your clients. So being considerate of some of the things that they've invested in and and allowing them to slowly transition across making it compulsory for the new students 
making it exciting and an incentive for people that are old students to get the new stuff or be on board for the new branding. You can even have a re like a rebranding launch party, inviting everybody, you know, like make it fun, make it a cool thing to be a part of. So this is what I mean by um, clear communication, but also making sure that you're elevating the message and the brand in a really positive way so that everyone's on board when it happens. Okay, so just to recap those three top things, how to smoothly rebrand your studio programs or business. Number one, what to consider. So the three top things to consider. Number one is the timeline and your time involved. So time is number one. Number two, costs, not just the cost to you, but also the cost to your clients. And if there is a cost to them, make sure that there's a transitional option that you're also happy with, because at the end of the day, it's your business, right? Number three, clear communication. Make sure that you're sharing the message through your portals, you know, live videos, letting people know about the change, make it an announcement, share it in your newsletter, email, text campaign, in classes, make sure you get your team on board, spread the word, make it positive. Okay. But clear communication to your clients and your team. Okay. And you can inject your, your why in there as well, because people resonate with that. Okay, so number one, time. Number two, cost. Number three three is communication. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Studio Biz and all that jazz. Don't forget, uh, we've got the uh, that beautiful intimate conference happening in Sydney, which is Studio Innovation Conference. If you'd love to see me and other guests, um, expert guests speaking about topics on how you can move forward in your business through fresh ideas, future thinking, innovation, and also connection, then this event's for you. It's happening September the 8th. Um, Do check it out. The link is in the show notes. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And I'll see you back next week for episode 101. Yes. Can you believe it? (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a beautiful day. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at josephinelancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lane Cuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright.